too many of y'all are trying to be the new Apple, the new Microsoft, the new TikTok, the new Amazon of your industry or space when you're not even making enough cash flow to even make a ripple in the water. But you think you just gonna make waves and you ain't made a drop. Looking to stray away from fluff metrics and vanity marketing? The ABM Conversations podcast hosted by Yagnish Warren Ganesh brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network is the number one podcast for marketing and sales professionals in the B2B SaaS industry. Yag focuses on helping B2B marketers and sales professionals explore strategies, tactics, and real experiments to drive revenue, customer engagement, and retention. Each podcast episode deconstructs marketing tactics and strategies used by world-class performers from diverse subdomains such as content, marketing strategy, online advertising, knowledge panels, product marketing, and more. One episode that stood out to me was talking on how to build a buyer-centric revenue mode, which I think many of my audience would greatly appreciate. Another topic that stands out is how to set up a customer success organization. And lastly, how product-led storytelling fits into the stages of the buying cycle. Listen to ABM Conversations wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to generate more money for your business? Of course you do. Obviously, if everyone could do it, they would do it. But the biggest thing holding people back from achieving the growth that they desire most in their business mainly comes down to their perspective. How do you perceive your marketing? How do you perceive your messaging? How do you perceive your marketplace? How does your ICP perceive your marketing? How does your ICP perceive your messaging? How does your ICP perceive your marketplace? Perception, how you perceive your business, but on the flip side, how do they perceive you is essential. Can you honestly, definitively say you find that your business to be clear and concise internally and externally, efficient in your output of deliverables, innovative in the eyes of your ideal buyer? Are you seen as a trailblazer in the problem that you solve for? Are you a sustainable and scalable business model? If your answers are subpar to these questions, then you have bigger problems than how do we get our sessions up? How do we reduce our bounce rate? How do we get more clicks? How do we get more leads in the pipeline? How do we get more followers? Those don't matter if you can't answer the previous questions in a definitive, clear, concise manner that makes sense. Why, you may ask? Because you won't close the deal. The volume that you need, the percentage that you need will never come to fruition if your messaging isn't clear. If you don't know what you're doing internally and externally. If you're not innovative to your ICP. And for those who don't know, ICP can either be your ideal customer profile, your ideal client profile, things of that sort. Having bad oil, bad tires, bad brakes, 
and low fluids thinking you're going to easily make it from new york city to la may not be in the cards it's the simple things that people don't check for that lead to their ultimate demise this is what your business ultimately needs a business analysis a marketing quality test operations efficiency calibration messaging alignment demand assessment marketplace evaluation competitor investigation product or service examination and internal team survey these things should be done all before we get to the fun stuff about strategy building and optimization and execution to establish and increase sustainability, scalability, and success. As I constantly say these three S's all the time, because without these things, you can't sell. Without these things, you can't grow. And if you can't grow, you can't scale because to, in order to scale, you must grow first. And if you're not a business that can be proven to grow, if you're not a business that can be proven to be successful in a certain marketplace, if your business doesn't make sense to the ICP you're trying to go after, you're already set up for failure. Most businesses don't know how to even conduct these things in an unbiased way to ensure that they have the highest chance of identifying the bottlenecks while also discovering the solutions to help them grow in the first place. I talked about in the previous episode, TML or TMF. Too much logic or too much feeling. Even the more so when we go deeper into these conversations and thoughts. If you don't do these things, if you're incapable of making these decisions, if you're incapable of identifying when you need help and therefore asking for help and therefore listening and embracing the help in order to get to the place you want to be, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you in business? Why are you a leader? Don't call yourself something, say your business is something, brag about your titles and something if you can't deliver on what those titles and responsibilities require of you to do in order for the business to be successful. What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress Audio Experience with Joy Sanders. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. Look. There is a difference between posting consistently and posting content constantly. I'm going to say that again. There is a significantly big difference between posting consistently and posting constantly. Yes, create quality content. But if you don't post enough quantity of content in the first place, it won't even matter. In my book, Strategize Up, there's a line that says social media is the highway. I say that because social media is not the destination. I don't know how many startups, how many entrepreneurs, how many SMBs, how many leaders or founders of B2B tech and SaaS organizations are doubling down on social media and wondering why their leads aren't coming in, why their sales pipelines aren't closing, why they're not even getting more conversations, why they're not a serious authority and what they're trying to do. It's because they're focusing too much on social media being the destination versus the destination being those sales conversations, those conversions, getting that cha-ching in the bank account, getting those new clients, those new customers. No, they want to start and stop at social and think, why is my business not growing? Imagination is the engine. Content is the fuel. Social media is the highway. Marketing is the roadmap. Sales is the destination and culture is the GPS. That's my marketing philosophy. There's a reason why I say social media is the highway. And there's a reason why sales is the destination. Because you can't stop once you get the follower. You can't stop once they share and like your comment on your posts. Convert those individuals into paying customers, into paying clients, into strong ambassadors to help you win more clients and customers, to help you increase your brand equity, your brand authority to help you get more press. The effort required to build sustainable growth in your business, 
through digital efforts. It's going to take a lot of things working well simultaneously and being weak on one end or strictly obsessed on another end will not help you move forward. You must have balance. You must have poise. Do you have situational awareness of where you are in your business? People talk a lot about relationships, relationship marketing, relationship building. But depending on your business, that can be an extremely long game that your business can't afford to play. You can't afford to wait. Which word? What do you mean? Do you know the condition of your business? Like just going to the doctor and telling your doctor you feel sick without being able to articulate the symptoms that you specifically have and how severe they are and how long you've had them for. We can't determine what specific medicine or prescription or information we need to give you in order for you to get better. So if you're scrolling on social media and you're looking at a certain business saying, I grew my business 10x on Instagram doing Instagram reels and their e-commerce business and they sell product or membership or whatever. And you're a B2B business that to really be solidified in scale, you need to at least achieve $2.5 million in revenue every quarter. Well, applying that IG Reels methodology may not work in your favor because you're not going to close that same amount of volume, if anything, because you don't align with that type of marketing practice because your situation is different. Your price point is higher. Therefore, the cycle is probably going to be longer. There's more friction. There's more nurturing involved. And the ideal person that you're trying to reach out to, we're trying to drop five bucks, is totally different than trying to drop $500,000. You hear what I'm saying? You can't be on social media. You can't be listening to all these different podcasts and YouTube series and books and just think you're just going to magically apply these techniques and tactics if it doesn't align with your current situation. So there are waves of serving. There's are waves of relationship building. There are waves of outbound marketing. One must also do depending on their needs and current business layout. Understanding what tactics you need to apply to achieve your goals comes down to custom strategy. Hmm. I wonder if we have a strategist in the house. Oh, wait. I'm speaking. <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm Troy Sanders, known as a strategy hacker, author of Strategize Up, a three-time agency builder, a two-time CMO. I've been in the B2B space for over 12 years. I've collaborated with organizations big and small, SMBs, entrepreneurs, startups, Fortune 5000, all the way to Fortune 500, all the way to Fortune 100, and various campaigns to help them grow and make a bigger impact. My strength is in alignment and eliminating complexity to simplify the pathway to sustainable success. So without strategy, you won't know what moves will work. Putting 100% into inbound marketing when you have little to no cash flow, weak brand presence, and small community is the wrong move when time isn't on your side. I ain't trying to hurt nobody's feelings up in here, but I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with businesses, how many times I've even looked at my own business, and I'm like, I want to do inbound because it's cute and sexy. It's all about relationships and nurturing, all these words that people use, which is great. But if you ain't got no money and you need to eat and you got to make payroll, honey, you better stop doing some inbound stuff doing some outbound you better start going after it and trying to make some sales instead of trying to if i build it they will come they will come eventually and you in the red you ain't making it you've had the last two quarters and money is running dry and no new leads have come through the pipeline and all the sales all the referrals is washed up now what you must understand where you are and not just take anybody's advice, not just embrace any marketing tactics, even when you're comparing to your competitors, because they could be in a different financial situation than you. 
Ooh, I'm going to try that marketing tactic because that B2B, that SaaS organization, that entrepreneur, that e-commerce business is doing it. I should try it too. You don't even know that maybe they got funding to squeeze out that marketing campaign that if you try it, it's going to fail because you're going to run out of money before it succeeds. If a business is healthy and all cylinders are a go, of course, inbound marketing quality over quantity looks extremely sexy and makes sense. It is alignment. It's great. It's safe. It's fun. It's the new wave. Let's be real. If your business isn't making any money right now, you don't have the time to build and wait it out. You have to build a bridge and go on the attack. There are three words every brand, every organization wants to be associated with. Those three words are trust, connectivity, and innovation. From short-term wins to long-term gains, being a leader and customer success means looking for ways to help your customers not just like your brand, but love your product. As guardians of that relationship, having a CRM platform that can flex with your customers' needs is absolutely critical. HubSpot empowers leaders with a customizable CRM platform that puts the customer experience first. HubSpot empowers innovation and customization without adding complexity, helping teams adapt and pivot quickly. HubSpot connects insight across functions like marketing, sales, service, content management, and operations for a bird's eye view across all functions. With HubSpot's CRM platform, turn your most frequently asked support questions into a knowledge base of help articles. With over 20 supported languages, customers can help themselves no matter where they are in the world. And with 24-hour technical support, get answers to your questions quickly with the global HubSpot customer support team. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. Sometimes you can be too deep into the weeds and not recognize where your priorities need to be for sustainability. TML or TML, too much logic, too much feeling. Many folk are dying by the wayside in their business, their organization, their department, their team because they're too, I have to get it a certain way when they haven't done the analysis, they haven't done the diagnosis, they haven't done the testing of literally sitting in, understanding and acknowledging where they are. Too many of y'all are trying to be the new Apple, the new Microsoft, the new TikTok, the new Amazon of your industry or space when you're not even making enough cash flow. Your community isn't big enough to even make a ripple in the water, but you think you just going to make waves and you ain't made a drop. Like I said, too many are doing all these different tactics and they're sitting on the hamster wheel and they're wondering why they're not growing, why they're up at night stressed about where's my money going to come from, why they're networking, they're investing at these conferences, these virtual events, these workshops, and they're not closing deals, why they're creating a lot of great video content, ebooks, and social media posts, but they're not landing any big time customers. And now they have to furlough or lay off 
or let go of partnerships and third-party agencies because they didn't manage the cash flow and they weren't making marketing moves, not from what looked sexy, but what was essentially needed for survival. We have to survive first then build up to thriving, then find the alignment where we can stay at the state of thriving long enough to have reserves, to have a strong depth of clientele and a strong hold on marketplace and industries. And then we're creating this level of sustainability that once we get out of that atmosphere of struggle bus and we're in a sustainable environment, now we can scale because we've proven we can grow and sustain ourselves. My specialty is just common sense aligned with a barrage of brainstorming ideas that's going to align with your capabilities in the now. We're going to identify your strengths. We're going to identify your weaknesses. We're going to identify your opportunities and your threats and make a plan accordingly based off of where you are specifically and work toward those goals. That's why, as you can imagine, bringing on a growth marketing strategist and just saying, let's go, like I said in the previous episode, ain't enough. Growth takes time. You need six months. You need 12 months worth of work. When you go to the gym, you tell somebody that, hey, I want to lose 35 pounds. I want to be stronger. I want to be able to jog without catching my breath. I want to be in better mental, emotional health state. I want to be able to do these things, those things over there. You know, they tell you, hey, okay, we got to do a six or 12 month program. And yeah, could you do it in three months? Sure. But if you don't have the discipline, if you don't have the understanding, if you can't embrace these changes and not go back to your old habits and ways of doing things, it will take longer. And it's very flattering to think that you could just cold turkey, turn the switch on and off and just be in the world and do what you need to do. But you're doing things you've never done before or things that you know you need to do, but you haven't developed the good habits of doing these things in a sustainable manner. Therefore, you'll never see the results that you want. But the results that you want takes time. You're not going to lose 30, 45, 50 pounds overnight. It's going to take a lot of time and effort and it requires costs. A healthier lifestyle actually costs a lot of money. It shouldn't, but it does. You're investing in personal training. You're investing in healthier food that doesn't have all these various things in it. You know, you're going to different places. You're trying to get rid of all the easy things that you could do that could harm you that are going to prevent you from the success that you want in your fitness journey, in your health lifestyle journey. So in the same way with your business, when you bring on a growth strategist, you're probably going to need them for 12 months minimum because it's not enough to get to your ideal goal, your ideal weight, which it translates to probably your ideal monetary value or cash flow coming in or your MRR or whatever the case might be. If you can't maintain that level of growth, what good is it if you get to the weight and then you can't maintain your weight? One thing I think some people just don't realize, you could be sailing to a solid ICP, but not one that is going to pay for your solutions right now. So therefore, you must segment that ICP, that ideal client profile or ideal customer profile to those who are more likely to close now instead of nurturing leads that won't close for six to eight months from now. Hmm, I didn't think about it that way. I've been doing all these marketing tactics wondering why they're not working. It's not that they're not working. They're the wrong ones for right now based off your current situation and current need. And if you just 
only care about the tactics and execution of those tactics and you don't have a strategy serving as a compass to know which ones you need to engage with, which ones you need to stop doing, depending on your current situation as you're going towards your destination, you're out of luck. You're moving in the wrong direction and you won't achieve what you're trying to achieve and you won't get to where you're trying to go. Identify where you are and be real with yourself, be real with your business, be real with your team and stop just doing stuff to do stuff because everyone else is doing it and do stuff that's going to position you at a place of success. This is another Strategy Accelerator brought to you by Agency Accelerated Podcast with Stephanie Liu, powered by Agora Pulse. I remember in my agency days, I sat right next to the analytics team and I was like, buddy, buddy. I was as far as like, okay, so I know last click, but when you get to understand that multi-channel, then you get that bigger picture. Now you're like, okay, who came in with the assist, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Because a lot of times when we think about marketing, it's an integrated marketing strategy. And so everyone has to factor in, hey, PR did this, digital did this, social did this, and collectively, we as a team, we as an agency was able to get this type of ROI for you as a client. And so for those of you that aren't friends with your analytics team, now is the time, <laughs> right? Brie also has this three bucket method for using analytics for increasing ROI. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Along with the three bucket method, we use a framework for creating a data-driven, it can be data-driven marketing, a data-driven process, a data-driven business. It's called the B-Cycle and it stands for benchmark, explore, analyze, strategize, and test. And then you just keep doing it because it's a cycle and it goes over and over. As you all know, digital is changing every single day. So what that does is it encourages you to continue to test and try new things, but really to help you increase your return on investment. Now, the three bucket method lies in in that strategy area, right? So after you've had your benchmarks, you've explored your data and you've analyzed it, now we strategize it. And when you're creating a strategy or you're deciding to move forward with a strategy or you're deciding to not move forward with a strategy, I like to take people through a flowchart, which the first question is always, did you get more out of this strategy than you put into it? Did you get a return on your investment? If the answer is no, then we cannot, in good conscience, continue to move forward with that strategy the way it is right now. That doesn't mean we can't ever do it again. We can't do it at all. It just means we can't keep doing it the same way. So if the strategy, for instance, was posting four Instagram stories a day. You're like, we have to, no matter what, post four Instagram stories a day. If we're not getting a return from those Instagram stories, we can't keep doing four Instagram stories every single day the way that we're doing it right now. So whether that means we're posting four graphics on Instagram stories every day, that's not going to work. Maybe we try posting two graphics and two videos. You just can't keep doing it the exact same way. Something's got to change. You need to pull a Ross yeah. Geller and pivot. If the answer to the first question was yes, so you are getting a return on that investment. The next question is, did you mean to? Like, was it actually something that you had planned? Because analytics really comes down to two things. You look for trends and you look for outliers. Sometimes you see a trend in the data that you go, hmm, I didn't really realize that like 
For me, on Twitter, I get the most impressions on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Did not know that. Created an entire live show that happens on Fridays and named it Analytics Friday. So I can't change the day. That wouldn't make sense. <laughs> do on a Wednesday. But once I saw that trend, I went, well, I didn't mean for that to happen, right? So now this is something that I did not have a strategy for. And that drops down into the start bucket. So now this is something that I create a strategy around. I start doing things with an intent on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I got a return on investment, but I didn't mean to do it. So it falls into that bucket of starting. The last bucket is the scale bucket. So if it was something that we did get a return on investment from, and we did mean to do it, now we need to do more of it. How do we do either? How do we do more of that content? How do we do this similar type of content for another platform or in another way, right? So like if we see that series do really well on TikTok, which they do for me, and that's a strategy that I've tried and I've gotten investment on, how do I create another series to keep people coming back to my TikTok channel? So it's three buckets, start, scale, or stop. That's essentially what you're going to do with all of your strategies. After you look at the analytics, you increase your return on investment by either stopping the things that aren't working, scaling the things that are working, or starting things that were working that you didn't necessarily put effort into. So now we are going to start putting effort into it. And if you want to learn more about that episode, search Agency Accelerated Agora Pulse wherever you get your podcast or Agency Accelerated Agora Pulse on YouTube to see the live video version of the podcast. So if we take a pause and we take a step back, let's say the totality of the moves that you've been doing to an ICP that isn't buying from you that it, you're not closing any deals from, that you're just executing all these various marketing things, costs you thousands of thousands of thousands of dollars in effort and hundreds of thousands of dollars in potential revenue earnings that you're missing out on because you're executing the wrong marketing tactics to the wrong ideal ICP. That sucks. We don't want that. If you would have invested in getting your moves in order, things would be different. You would be generating that amount of money and maybe even reducing your costs per new lead or costs per new business or costs per acquisition. The space I play in is this. Sustainable growth that aligns marketing, messaging, and sales and flow with current needs and future wants for scalable outcomes. I'm going to say that again. The space that I play in, that I help businesses navigate through and develop and execute on is sustainable growth that aligns marketing, messaging, and sales and flow with their current needs of the business and future desires and wants of the business for scalable outcomes. Many businesses start, but less and less continue and even less finish their mission because they didn't pace themselves accordingly. Y'all are using sprint tactics when you're in a marathon. That means you're going to fail. You burned out all your energy, your revenue, all the enthusiasm, the passion and the first two minutes of the race. We've got a whole hour to go. Two hours ago, three hours ago, not wise. But if you haven't trained and developed your business to run that marathon and you're using sprint tactics, you're not going to have any longevity. You're not even going to come even close to the finish line because you haven't done the work of diagnosing, identifying, and making decisions to help your business grow. Like I said, 
of business analysis, a marketing quality test, operations efficiency calibration, messaging alignment, demand assessment, marketplace evaluation, competitor investigation, product or service examination, and internal team survey, among a plethora of various other things. Do you know the perception of your market? Do you know the perception of your messaging? Do you know the perception of your marketplace? But on vice versa, does your marketing attract the ICP that you want? Does your messaging make sense to the ICP that you're trying to talk to? And are you in the right marketplace for your ICP to come to you? I get so tired of people wanting step-by-step solutions that even if they execute on them perfectly, won't even work for them because it's not meant to be formatted for their situation. Look to the very people who are feeding you the information and understand where they're coming from. Are they speaking to you in their ideal marketplace or your ideal marketplace? Yes, take all the information that you can, but make sure you're modifying it and understanding the context from what it was said and how it's being performed so that way you're not doing things that don't matter to the growth and the success of your business. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 